0: Prologue The enormous truck had run out of diesel fuel during the night, and the concrete mixer drum had ceased its slow, clockwise spin. The truck was parked at the edge of a small, emerald-green pond nestled in the basin of a rock quarry. As the August morning sun climbed higher, condensation had formed on the sides of the hollow cylinder a keen observer might have noticed the black gossamer strings dangling from the concrete discharge chute at the rear of the truck. A white pickup truck moved slowly down the narrow serpentine road that led to the floor of the man-made canyon. Following the steep descent, the four-wheel-drive pickup crunched to a stop behind the concrete mixer. Three members of Fire Team Bravo emerged dressed in desert camouflage battle fatigues, The youngest of the men lowered the pickup's tailgate, while the other two approached the rear of the concrete mixer and stared at the concrete discharge chute. Tell the kid to pump some diesel fuel into the mixer truck so we can get this over with, the man in the black baseball cap said. In spite of a high, squeaky voice, the big man's tone indicated he was in charge. Right, his bearded companion responded. Hey, dummy, wake up. Wheeler says, move the pickup closer and pump ten gallons or so into the mixer truck, he shouted. The young man appeared indifferent as he stood in the bed of the pickup, flanked by several large metal containers. You want me to unload an empty drum first? the kid asked. Yeah, yeah, the beard muttered as he moved to help the kid slide an empty 55-gallon drum from the bed of the pickup to the floor of the rock quarry. Without further conversation, the kid jumped over the side of the pickup bed and slid behind the wheel. He inched the pickup forward and parked near the big diesel fuel tank suspended from the frame of the concrete mixer. A moment later, the kid used a hand lever to pump diesel fuel into the tank of the massive truck. Once the refueling was completed, Beard hoisted himself behind the wheel of the mixer truck and turned the ignition key. The truck starter screamed for an instant, Then the diesel engine clattered to life. At the rear of the big truck, Wheeler extended the concrete discharge chute before he noticed the flies. As the insects feasting there swarmed around him, the big man stumbled back sputtering through pursed lips. He snatched the cap from his head and fanned the air until the swarm abated. God damn it, he squeaked. These were not things he wanted crawling on his face. Wheeler returned the cap to his head and stood for a moment. His eyes scanned the near-vertical limestone wall that climbed toward a crystal-blue sky. Near the rim of the man-made canyon, a mirage floated where the sun warmed the lingering night air. Beard was smiling as he watched Wheeler in the big truck's side-view mirror. Yeah, you're in charge all right, Officer Wheeler. Got your ass whipped by a swarm of blowflies. As the persistent insects resumed their breakfast, Wheeler removed the lid from an empty metal drum and positioned the open container beneath the concrete discharge chute. When Wheeler signaled, Beard engaged the mixer drum PTO switch and the huge capsule began a slow, counterclockwise spin. The eight cubic yard drum had spun thousands of clockwise revolutions before the truck had run out of fuel during the night. The spiral mixing blade designed to keep the concrete inside the drum in liquid form during transport had done its work. As the members of Fire Team Bravo watched silently, black blood, shards of broken bone, and pulverized internal organs poured from the discharge chute into the waiting 55-gallon drum. As the grim flow slowed to a dribble, the dry Kansas wind painted the rear of the mixer drum with a spiderweb Rorschach pattern of Carl Pfaff's agonizing, tumbling, bludgeoning death. Seventy-two hours later, the Kansas Highway Patrol responded to a call at the Traveler's Rest Stop on I-70 west of Hayes, Kansas. A fifty-five-gallon drum had been abandoned in a picnic area in a remote corner of the rest stop. A strong, unpleasant odor was emanating from the sealed metal container." After observing the item, the patrolman called for a supervisor who in turn called KHP Dispatch in Topeka. After considerable deliberation, the supervisor was instructed to carefully open the container. After all, it could be garbage, a prank, or any number of other things. The contents of the drum clearly fell into the other things category. Carl Pfaff's Oklahoma driver's license floated on the surface of his gelatinous, putrefied remains. Following an unusual autopsy and five weeks of bureaucratic delay, Carl's remains were cremated, and Mike Bishop brought his friend home to Tulsa. That same evening, under the cover of darkness, Mike deposited Carl's ashes in the big sand trap that guarded the seventh green on Clear Creek Golf Course. Mike and Carl both owned homes at Clear Creek, and Mike knew this resting place would make the big German smile. Mike smiled for a few moments, too. The background. The golf course sprinkler system sprang to life with a familiar pfft, pfft, pfft. Mike stood in the dark as the programmed twelve-minute downpour cycled back and forth. He was grateful for the cleansing artificial rain. It hit his tears.